Yo, welcome everybody back to the God XP Spiritual Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Ant P, Anthony Polanco. We are very lucky to have our guest today, Miosha Bean, is an award-winning filmmaker, director, actress, and she has a truly inspirational story of self-belief, perseverance, and defying the odds. Miosha is best known for her series, Anatomy of an Antihero, on Amazon, and for working with many celebrities and famous people on other series, features, and music videos. You can learn more about Miosha Bean on her podcast, Creator to Creators, which you can find on Instagram, at Miosha Bean Official, and on podcast platforms everywhere. Miosha and I met in LA years ago through a mutual friend, and we've shared many great memories of smiles and laughter together, but we have not spoken since that time until now. Still, I've kept up with Miosha's incredible self-made career. Her story is an inspiration to me, to women of color, and to all creators out there with a creative dream of life to pursue. Welcome, Yosha. Thank you. What a fantastic intro. Yeah, it's <laughs> great for to, having me. It's great to kind of like talk, talk you up. I've known you for many years, and it's just great to see your career unfold. And uh, there was, as I was looking, I was like sleuthing through your IMDb. I was like, wow, she's done so much since I've met her, and you were already working when we met five oh, years ago. So. Very impressed with uh, very impressed with all you've been working on lately. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's it's um, when when you when I get like intros, I'm like, oh yeah, I I actually do work a lot. Mm -hmm. I, sometimes I forget because it's like I'm a I like a on a go 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 kind of person. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Thank and you. The, the things <laughs> you probably think are are not important are actually still really important to to some people. Um, everything you create yeah. sticks with some people, and I think like we as creators tend to like have the next thing in mind and we forget all the cool stuff that we've already built along the way. Yes, completely my, that's completely my life. And it's, it's, it's a really good reminder. Like sometimes I kind of always been that person growing up, like very much. Um, I don't know where I get it from, but maybe, maybe my mom, maybe my mom, um, like someone that's always thinking ahead, mm -hmm. like, what am I going to do? And like, <laughs> two years from now my mom's like be a kid enjoy being 15 mm -hmm. like relax it's okay so i don't know and i think with with the industry i just became like kind of a workaholic and i still am mm -hmm. technically yeah i don't know if that's a good thing uh, it's interesting <laughs> I, I was thinking about that or I wrote a little bit about it in my uh my daily i do like a daily journaling about how i became so addicted to like pursuing my goals and success so that I could be more of a creator. And I think over time, I've just worked being a creator into like how I make money. But yeah, we got into this like, hey, I got to hustle really hard so I can like be a success. But really, all we wanted to do was just create in the first place. Yeah, so that's it. I think uh, we can get lost like in the career part of it. But really, we're just trying to create as much as we can. Yeah, definitely. I that's literally all I love. I, I mean, Yes, I love creating. And I think at this point of my life, um, it's more so the journey has definitely changed to like, you only get one go around mm -hmm. and um, you, you kind of figure out the, the things that matter. Your, your kind of your mindset shifts a little bit, the older you, you get. And you're like, Oh, I want to talk about important things that are to me, that's hopefully going to move the the culture forward, mm -hmm. my little micro level of influence right. up 
being a part of that conversation. So that's, that's where I am now. Yeah. So making a contribution that's going to last. Yes, Yeah. absolutely. So like why, why film or beside actually making film, like what do you feel is that bigger contribution that you're trying to leave behind when you make a new film or when you work on a new show or a new, even a vid- any video project? Yeah. Um, I think the, the big thing that I've noticed is, um, I, you know, I meet a lot of women, um, from all over, uh, women of color, uh, not just women, just women in general. But I, I find that the conversations that they're, that we're having when I meet them are, are conversations that I had when I first started, you know, things like, mm-hmm. how do you do this? And why does this happen? And being a woman is, it's really hard. And, and, um, we just have those really real conversations of, about like, how do you do this? How do you navigate in this weird industry that we're trying to, we're working in. And, um, I always say like now the conversation is like, I want to be able to give what I've gone through, like show, maybe not show them the way. Cause there's no one way, right? right. There's multiple ways, but just what helped me get through those, that those times of uncertainty of like, what am I doing? Um, I think, I think one, I think two is what I usually always tell people is that now my message is more of, I just don't want to make films. I want to leave a message, whether it's like something that's important to me, whether that's mean like self-love, whether that's depending on whatever the topic is, Mm -hmm. it could be inspired by friends or family or what's happening at the moment. But I definitely want, I mean, we we live in an industry that's so uh, we'll be canceled for telling the truth of what we feel Mm -hmm. or what's not, what's going against the grain or what's going against the machine rather um, because Hollywood is just this big, huge conglomerate of, of, of people that it's like this, you get to Hollywood and it's all these things and da, 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 and, and you get there and you realize it's not exactly mm-hmm. what I wanted. And then you kind of get sucked into the, the weird narrative and, and you kind of get closed minded and the things that you came there for originally, you don't do them right. because you get kind of sucked into this mm. weird thing. Yeah. But as time goes on, it's like, no, I, I know what I, I know who I am. I think that's just because of trial and error. I think it's a process and, and it's still a process. It's an ongoing process, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's choosing what's important to you and not being told what or put being put in a box. Yeah. 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 The, uh, that, that whole area, Hollywood and LA has its own like river of thought, like energy. And it's, if you live there, it could be very, you just get immersed in it. And I think that happens to a lot of people is, I mean, it's just life. If you, it's like we were saying earlier, you're a creator and you like make a big move to do something where you free yourself and allow yourself to create, but then you've got life and you get stuck in like paying the bills and like participate and you got to go out to drink after work and like you start participating <laughs> in life and there becomes less and less time to create. One thing that I think is so f- when we met, I thought it was so fascinating that you moved to LA to make your, make your film dream come true. And you really didn't have like connections to help support you in that. And you just 
took a leap of faith and you believed in yourself and moved out here and you made it work. You made a living and then you started making more more significant projects and people were more and more people were being involved and like I'm sure there's still been a lot of ups and downs. How did you make that decision? And like so many people have these dreams of like moving to Hollywood, moving to LA and making it. And you've kind of made it in your own way. And uh, yeah, like how did you make that decision to just, did you always have that self-belief and and how did you make that choice in your life to to believe in yourself and make that happen without any help? Great question. Um. It's okay. This is going to sound really, really nuts. And um, when I was when I was about six, fifteen, sixteen, I remember going to this this um, church event with my parents, and it was um, th- this pastor there called me to the front, and I used to like like sit in the back because I was like really nervous to like. <laughs> I was like, oh, please don't call me out. I, I don't know what's going on, but. He called me to the front and he, so I go down to the front and uh, he says, I have a word from you from God. I'm like, okay, I'm open to whatever. Yeah, I'm open. And he basically spoke into my life. He said that I'll never forget it. He said, you're going to, God sees your heart and you're going to do this and you're, you're a filmmaker and, but you're going to also use this platform for the greater good and to get people to, to, to Christ. And I was like, Oh, wow. And he's like, you're going to meet this person, this person. And my mom was like writing it down as this, as this is happening. And uh, so, so fast forward, maybe like a week later, that person he named reached out to me. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. What? That's mind blowing. And ever since then, it was like, hey, and this person was located in Texas. And I was 17 at the time. And he sent me the script and then that was like the beginning of everything. But I always say that I, I think what it is, is I, I had, I, I had some angels, I, I guess, helping me out. I, I don't, I can't, I, that's all I can say. It's not my talent. I, I think I'm just a vessel mm. um, to, to, to want to be used and to be molded to whatever that is mm-hmm. that God wants me to be. But um I really feel like I, I just always knew kind of like I, I knew what I wanted to do at a young age, but I mean, like I knew f- for sure, like, okay, this is who I am. There's no other, there's just, it's nothing else for me to do. Right. <laughs> like I, um, and I, and I think that was the, the, the decision-making. And then um, I left home at, I think it's 18, 18 years old. Um, I, it was, it wasn't intentionally to leave. I just did a job and that job turned into like, Hey, you want to stay here for two years? I'm like, okay. And I mean, literally that's just kind of how life has happened. Yeah. But I think with that, with you said faith, it's, it's, it is that it's, it's taking that leap of like going into the unknown of, I don't know how this is going to even unfold, but I'm here for it. Yeah. Here to, learn whatever it is I need to learn because that's what life is about. I think we, we, at times, I think a lot of times we don't get anywhere in our life because we're, we're, we're scared or we're, it's fear. Fear seeps in and we're like, we're stifled, it stifles us in a way of, of, cause it's trial and error. That's, that's what growing is, right. right? It's, it's, I mean, how would I know 
what not to do if I didn't go through this situation or like, okay, what to avoid later on. Or I've had a lot of interesting situations that happened to me over time. And um, I'm so grateful for those moments. I was upset in those moments and I was like, oh, this sucks, but I'm happy that I had those. It's, it just made me who I am yeah. today. So I think I've always known. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Has what was like a time where you look back that was like the hardest time where you were out Ooh. in LA by yourself and you weren't making ends meet and you felt like you just want to quit and move home. Maybe you did quit mm. and move home and just had to rebuild. What was one of those times? Oh, there's so many, Anthony. There's so many times. Um, I just wear it well. I just wear, I wear stress really well. Um, I might lose weight, but I wear, I wear it well. And I'm like, there's nothing. When I made the decision, I, I literally, I, I tell my mentor, um, who's, you know, to this day, I call him Uncle Ronnie, but he worked for Warner Brothers, someone that I look up to that hasn't been to that pinnacle, but still is one of the most humble and sweetest mm. guys in the world I've ever met. Mentor. And yeah, mentor is very important to have. Um, I remember the, I went to, oh, there's so many, but I'm going to say, you know what? There's, there's definitely one that sticks out. There was a, a job. I got this job for this production company. I will keep nameless because <laughs> <laughs> they're still in, still in business. Um, and, I get hired. He hires me. Things are going great for about a good six, seven months. I'm living the high life. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Like he really wants me to thrive and to succeed. And he sees something in me. And and this, these are things that he's told me, like, I see myself in you. And I'm like, like, wow, he's a really good guy. And I think what over maybe like six, roughly seven months, he started to like text me and, Hey, I think you're beautiful. And Oh, you're so sexy and all these things. And I'm like, oh gosh, you're married. I know your oh, wife wow. and really good friends with her. And it's very strange. And I was like, and you're, you're kind of told as a woman in the industry, like kind of take it and just smile mm -hmm. off and like, you want to keep your job. And, and that's really what I was thinking was, I just want to keep this, right, <laughs> this job. Right. It's good money to what price. Right. Um, so it got to the point where it was like becoming increasingly impossible to, work and and like it was really distracting i'm at i'm at work and he's like texting me he's like oh you're so oh I even it got to the point it was so hard to like go get a check to pick up my check wow. he would make it impossible for me to like do these things yeah with without doing other things and i'm like no i'm not doing that right. like i told you i just want to work and that's <laughs> it yeah um and i and i I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I think the last straw was, yeah, it was, it was like, there was an alt, he gave me an ultimatum and he wrote this check out for me for, it was a lot of money. It was more money than I've ever seen in my life at that age. At that time, I was early twenties. Um, yeah. And he, he's like, how much do you want? I'm like, he's like, name your price. And I'm like, are you serious? He's wow. like, anything you want. He's like, I can help you. And all I need in exchange is this. And I was like, if I was that person that didn't know myself and, and not to judge others that do it, I'm just saying like, for me, my, my respect yeah. 
for myself means a lot mm. more. So I said no. And I walked away and that, those checks stopped. I, I was not working anymore for at least a good two months. So imagine not working. You're just like, Oh my God, yeah. what's, what am I going to do? Did I make a mistake? Yeah. It was a fork in the road there of choice for you. Definitely. Wow. But I mean, I, I had ramen noodles and I made it work. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's just no matter what happens, I'm, I'm married, I'm married to it, mm -hmm. but it's, that's what it is. Yeah. You're, you're a woman of principles. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's what it takes to make it as a creator, though. You uh, you have your values that you're pursuing, and you have to say no to everything else. And it's hard, especially when you're hungry. But uh, that's something that we've had to do. Yeah. it's it's um, But then you think about the, the price. What, what, what price would you pay f to live a certain life? And it's, for me, yes, I'm, I'm always a big advocate of it. you. Your self-respect is more important then what I've like, you know, that, because at the end of the day, it's like, it doesn't last forever. A mm -hmm. B um, you're not going to be happy to, to look at yourself in the mirror for the things that you've, I, I want to be able to look at myself and say, I'm okay with the choices that I've made. Mm -hmm. Like I'm good. I can live with that. Um, that's just for me and my narrative. I, I just, the, and the principles that I was given and raised with growing up have a great foundation, good parents. So that I do give them a lot of credit for the way I am, you know, how I think. So um, I think, I think without that, it, I would definitely have taken the bait mm -hmm. many times, right. but yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how certain things about our parents, we try to get away from. And then as we get older, we see our parents in our, in our decision-making and in our thinking. And I notice as I get older, I'm a lot lo more like my dad. And they're just the things that I was ignoring about myself. But the very values that we make our decisions on, they're rooted in our earliest memories of like what's most important. And uh, it's so interesting how when we're young, we try to get away from that. And then as we get older, right? it's like, oh, we start to accept that part of ourselves. Yeah. But you had great I, friends. I remember you always telling me about, about your, your family and you're always really excited to go back home and visit. Um, yeah. So they've been a huge inspiration. Are you, you, are you there now? Are you living in LA now? Where are you? And Oh no, I'm definitely not in LA anymore. Um, <laughs> not many people know this. <laughs> you don't have to, I like to move here. in silence, <laughs> but I will definitely tell you, you after. Usually general. Yeah. <laughs> So you're still in the United States. Yes. I should say something exotic like I'm France. <laughs> okay. No, so not. anatomy of an antihero then for people who don't know, what is this? Is this, is this still your flagship series that you're working on? Would you consider this like your priority number one project right now? Um, no. Um, so anatomy of antihero started, oof. Five years ago, as a, it was actually a series originally, and then it turned into a feature over time. Um, I was hired to direct the series, and it was with my friend Alan, who's the star of Anatomy. He's great. He's um, he's great. Yeah. He's great. I've known him now for twelve years. We've known each other wow. a long time, and we've always been someone that you just you know just meet people, and you're like, you're gonna be that person wow. that we're gonna 
create forever. Like, and, and that's for me, I love creating with friends and, and, and we can come together and do what we love to do and make money and have a great time doing it yeah. together. Um, um, but that, that actually is not the priority, but it is out. Um, I helped produce the last, the last one that, um, we, we did uh, last year. I, I was on there as a producer. I didn't direct last year. It was David Worth. He's, um, the director that he's, oh God, he's in Bloodsport with, um, I don't know if you're familiar with martial mm. Well, yeah, you are familiar with martial yeah. arts. What am I yeah, talking about? Sport many times, uh, more <laughs> yeah, than I'm uh, proud to admit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's worked for Clint Eastwood. Uh, he's a cinematographer. Mm. He directed that, and that was fun to be on that. But now, I um, uh, well, there's a lot of things I did last year prior to, to moving. I um, I got back into acting a little bit. I got a role, so that's that. That was really fun. So that's something coming out. Awesome. That, I'm really excited That's about. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. I, I get little clues from your Instagram posts. Like, okay, this is something you might be working on here and there. Might that, be. Yeah, uh, like keep it mysterious, yeah. right? You well, it's hard it because exciting. with this kind of stuff, it doesn't come out for a while after you're done making it. So you can't really share too much. Oh, my gosh. Right. I have. We. I've. So I'm in a writer's group. But we wrote a feature, 12 writers, directors, and we wrote a feature anthology and that was that was a lot wow. <laughs> um you guys write together uh you guys all work on one thing together at a time yeah yeah That's awesome. this is um the group that we you know group of horror thriller psychological directors like writers and, and these guys i i don't even know why I even go, i was like i'm not a writer and then uh over i've been in the group for like a good two years yeah, and, and they taught me so much, and um, I'm so grateful that I that I t- that I took the job because I was I was scared. But I do things that scare me and that I'm not familiar with. So well, then picking good, getting into writing horror films is a good is a good choice <laughs> if you like things that scare you. <laughs> yes, yes. I think I think it's so funny. I always say people think that I like they're like you're a horror you like monsters and stuff. I'm like. <laughs> No, I, I'm more of like a psychological horror filmmaker, like mm. someone that deals in the realism, like real life situations yes. that could go horribly wrong. Like your Jordan Pills, um, people like that kind of give you those like, obviously get out that right. could never happen, but it was really scary to yeah. think like, it's a good whoa, trip. yeah, it's a good trip. Yeah. yeah. It's like, whoa. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's, what are some of your other favorite like horror directors Ooh. or psychological horror directors? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, the reason why I got into filmmaking originally um, was Alfred Hitchcock. I remember watching uh, Birds and Real Like I literally went on a binge watch of one summer. And I was like 17 or seven, 16, 17 years old. And I rented all of his Alfred Hitchcock's presents, his, his tapes. So it shows you how old I am. Um, Gosh. And I watched it and I literally was like, I love everything this man does. I want to do that. So he would essentially take these like short films and he would make these little, little concepts of like, of just, he was just so beyond his time. Mm -hmm. And that's what made me want to, 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 to get into the, the horror aspect of it all. And yeah, short films. And then, short films graduated to features. Um, so yeah, Alfred Hitchcock is definitely one of my favorites. Stanley Kubrick, uh, 
God, there's so many. There's so, I, I, there's, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's just so much out there. So much content. It's like, how do you? Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> of course. It's crazy. So, but you didn't start with horror though, when you moved out and you started getting projects. No, no, I was, I was running. It's funny. You're going to laugh. I was the coffee run runner girl. Where for, but it's like for sets, certain oh, sets. Okay. Right. So like, I'm like, for how long thinking, mm. <clears throat> at the beginning. So I would go in for a job for a certain type of job and they would put me somewhere else. And I'm like, that's weird. I was told hired for this particular job title and they're like, Hey, could you get us some coffee? I'm like, right. okay. So I do it. But, um, it definitely, it's humbling. I, I must say, I'm like, wow, that is, a, that's a lot. It's a lot to just keep running around. But it was great to just be like on set. But I was like, I can't do this forever. This right, is definitely right. not for me. I think I did this for at least for about two months with this producer guy. And he, he it's funny, he told me he was going to get me this job, a certain job. But I think it was because I was a woman that he didn't trust that I judgment. See. So. I see. So you just ended up at the entry level job and just kind of stuck there. Yeah. And, uh, and then finally, I, I, I was like, my, I was like, I, I, I can't stay here because it's he's not gonna give me another position at all. I didn't; it, it, it wasn't gonna happen. I noticed it quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were stuck there. <laughs> but hey, for your first, uh, at least your first project, uh, you got to be on a set and you didn't show up and not get to work around cameras at all. And then, so what came next? Like, what was your first actual? What was your first Ooh. actual paid project that? that was substantial when you got here um when you got in LA. that's a great question um there is this film called stolen breath um i was hired as a cinematographer so i originally went to film school um that's when i was younger and um for a few years and acting as well while in school but i was doing i i got hired as a cinematographer on that feature and I met with a director. I think I met him at Starbucks or something, something like that. I can't remember. It's been so long ago. But he was like, hey, <laughs> we just started talking. And yeah, he's like, I have a script. Yeah, I write and I do this. And he's like, check out my work. And I did. I was like, oh, cool. Keep in touch. And so he did reach out to me and he sent me something sometime later. Like, there's this feature that I'm working on. I'd love to hire you as a cinematographer. So I sent him my real and he's like, I'm going to take a chance on you. I like it. I like your spunk. And I'm like, all right. So that was my first like professional gig. Nice. It was serendipity just by proximity, just by being around. That's amazing. <laughs> Seriously. Those that's just how most, most of the jobs. That's just so beautiful, right? <laughs> like You do so wild. much work to promote yourself and then you just walk into a Starbucks. No, they don't yeah. even know anything about you. At all. <laughs> that's so amazing. I love those. <laughs> yeah. So you do your first paid project and there was probably a lot of times where there was gaps in your projects where you're having to work at jobs that you don't care for or how quickly were you just starting to do project after project? You're going to, you're going to, you're going to think I'm crazy. I never had a nine to five ever in my life. I just make it work. Yeah. 
I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I Because ref- I knew when I was younger that I did not have the education. I was not that kind of kid in school. I just wasn't. I'm not kidding. I was I was never that kid. I was like, if I don't figure something out, this is just not going to be good for me. Like, I just know I, school wasn't my, my forte. It was just not. The, I mean, I did good, but I wasn't like, oh, I, I can do, I can fall on math or I can do, <laughs> I can be a teacher. I'm like. I, this is just not, yeah. I, it's not me. Um, me too. Actually, I, I, was I, I think it's a true creative. <laughs> we're just like, yeah, we can't even go to a creative school. Like we got to do what we're going to do. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was one job I did work at because I was like, I need to make some money. And that was when I was living in Colorado Springs. And then I was, and I remember one day I got it. And then I think I didn't, I didn't even stay that long. I was like, there was like something that happened. And I, and I think I was like, what am I doing? I got to get out of here. Yeah. Like this is, this is death. Mm-hmm. This, I'm going to, this is, I'm going to kill myself yeah. doing this. And um, I left and that's when I made the move to go to California wow. right after that. So it, it wasn't even that long, actually. Now that I think about it, yeah. So, yeah, and that was I didn't have a nine to five in Cali at all. People say, "Are you crazy?" I was like, "No, I didn't. I just, I again, that was God thing. Um, I don't. I tell people not that doesn't happen to everyone. I just think I got pretty blessed with that situation that I was in. Um, there was this. I always pay homage to this. Uh, this amazing man. He knew me before I knew myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that makes any sense. He knew of my work before coming out to LA at all. He, I was doing short films and I had like on YouTube, I would get hundred thousand views here. I would get, I was very active. I did blogging. I had like this whole channel and I was super into it. And I grew a lot of followers and uh, he would watch some of my stuff, this particular guy. And I got when I when I got to LA, uh, some some time later, he reached out to me and I met with him. And he was the nicest man. I met his mom as well, and he wasn't like a creep or anything. I I wasn't like fearful at all. And he was like, "Hey, I think you're just amazing." He's like, and I asked him. I said, "How did you discover me?" And he's like, "I've known of your work since YouTube." And I was like. Oh my God, you're like, that's scary. Yeah. He's like, I watch everything. Actually, he's like, actually, I knew of you before you got on YouTube. He's like, I knew you had another chance. So I used to do this like gaming thing years ago called the movies, and you could make movies through like this like really fun game thing. It's kind of like a Sims. So I'd make these little short stories and this that's awesome. thing online. And first... he was one of the users. Yeah. Dang. And I was like, holy moly. So he was like, I would love to help you with your career and whatever it is that I can do. He's like, I, but I see that you're going to go. So he's like, I don't know. You just have this, you have something, you have it. And I'm like, whatever you say. <laughs> and he was like, um, if you ever need a place to stay, let me know. And I was like, are you serious? So I, that's that amazing. Was, I was good for, I didn't have to worry about any place after that. That was a true patron of the arts. He just saw like that, talent and, and art that he loved. And he was like, I want to support this no matter whatever it takes. Yeah, that that's uh, I was 
again, I, 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 I don't think it's me because there's so many beautiful people in LA. I mean, as in the industry, there's everyone's gorgeous. The dog is beautiful. It's like, but I feel like it, it's about for, I don't know. I, it's God at the end of the day. Yeah. For sure. I can't for sure. take any credit. Absolutely. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's great. Yeah. And, and also you had to just be stubborn enough to make it work and to make those decisions to not change course. Um, even during the slow times, it kind of just takes like waiting it out till you get the hot hand again when you're creating. Um, so you had your struggles coming up in the beginning, but what about now? How has it changed? What makes success in film difficult for people today in 2022? What's changed since you started? Hmm. What's changed? Well, I feel like I'm at a place now in my life. I think when you get in your thirties, it's like, you don't care what people think. Mm. You don't care about fitting in. It's like a really good, good place to be. Mm. <laughs> um, and I love it. I love being this mature woman uh, where I am now in my life, where I, I am unapologetically myself, mm. authentically myself. And I love being, I wasn't that way in my 20s. I really wasn't. I was trying to always be a part of the, the narrative of what's happening mm -hmm. now and yeah. chasing that is empty mm -hmm. and it doesn't do anything for you mm. is you just uh, become one of like, like most people that come to LA, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, I think what is better now is that I'm in a, I have more peace of mind. I have, I'm, I'm very sure of what I want to do. Like, as far as like the path that I'm on now, there's no, I mean, I'm, I'm getting phone calls. I'm getting, it's more of like, as before the difference is I was chasing something versus now I can, I'll get the calls. Yeah. I'm not waiting by the phone for work and that's a really wonderful place to be. And I think, I think that's over time though. Yeah, for sure. Because I think, I think the more you water a seed, right, it, it, it will grow. It's just sticking to it. I think a lot of times people give up right when they, it's like you're right here, whatever it is that you're trying to do, you can make anything happen for you. I mean, I mean, absolutely anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember going to, to like to pitching at Fox studio a lot and going over here and at these, in these rooms. And I'm thinking to myself, like, so it, it like, wow. Go, and I think about the times of like me running around for coffee to where I am now. It's like, all right. It saying the course does pay off. Mm -hmm. That's all I can say Yeah, is, is just whatever it is that you want to do and, and not being conformed by what others tell you to do or what you should do in your life. What you want, you can have that. Mm. And that that's, that's, I feel like that's where I am as far as like, um, I'm very sure of what I want. And it, and it's not even about the fame for me. It's more of just being a working creator. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what I've always wanted to do. But unfortunately, unfortunately that stuff comes with it because it's, 
you got to go to the little, you got to meet the people. You got to go to these little events. Those are my, I, I hate doing those. It's never perfect, but, but yeah. Keeps getting closer gotta, and closer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so, kind of how I've seen it as well. When I started, I had to do a lot of, like I, I had, I was taking marketing clients, doing social media for clients that weren't even really like related to me and just to make mm. the money, but I was still feeling creative and doing creative work. And, and then, um, as I kind of got like, okay, I started paying off credit cards and then I had enough clients where I didn't have to always be selling, selling and trying to get clients. Then yeah. I was able to kind of decide, you know what? Yeah, this is all pretty good, but it's not really what I'm here to do. And so I was able to start chiseling some of that off. I think finding your path requires like getting distracted by things that are similar to your path until you kind of figure out what the path is. And in your twenties, I think it's a lot of that figuring out time, trying things yeah. and realizing, eh, but having the courage to keep trying is, um, is essential. I don't know if it's courage or just like perseverance. Like you gotta be willing to take your lumps basically. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even, you know, when I knew for, for like, I remember going to, um, God, who was it? Was it just, it was either Justin Bieber or someone like that. I, someone in the music, they were talking about how, no, no, it was, I think someone to do the music. It's, I've had so many conversations over the time. I, mm -hmm. I kind of get it mixed up, but it was definitely like, oh, okay, even at that level, they're still experiencing, like, they have it all, essentially, right? The They're at the pinnacle of the top of their career, but you're, they're still dealing with things, whether it's with self or they're just dealing with things on a different level. Mm -hmm. That's that, that's it. It's, it never goes away. You're always going to be dealing with something. I mean, you're never going to get to the point where you're like, okay, I made it that's enough for me. I don't have to grow anymore. Like, no, you're going to go through it just on a bigger scale, just more, more things at stake. Totally. The more you have, the you more you have get to used lose. to living with the sucky part of it. That's all it is. <laughs> you just get used to, I the mean, have you noticed kind of. it? Well, yeah. Have, have you noticed that? Like with, even with just like certain celebrities, um, it's like the whole Johnny Depp, Amber, Amber Heard situation. Like, I mean, just hearing that case was just really bizarre. And I'm like, wow, even them. With all the resources and everything they have still, still no, like not the, uh, you would think that that would solve a lot of the emotional problems that, that one would have in life. I think it brings more though. Yeah, could be, could just be harder to fix them when you have a lot of things to distract you. you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so you have this path that you're on and do you feel like you had do you have this end goal in mind do you feel like you started with an end goal or do you feel like you're at a place where you're just creating the best things you can and you have faith that when you get to the end it's gonna look as best as it could or do you have like this end destination like i want to make this level film or or something like that hmm. i I'm so okay. This is that's a great question, by the way. Um, I've I've always wanted to be my like self-made kind of person. Like I've I've always wanted to do what I wanted to do. 
Um, I've been in, okay. And the reason why I chose this path was because I could have, I could have conform or go by the, the, the rule book or whatever, like do it this way and do what everybody's like, have and get this, do all that. I mean, I've had agents, I've had managers, just cool. And I have, I haven't an agent, but I, I kind of got to a point of my life where I've seen some really bad things in the industry that kind of scared me a little bit mm -hmm. that made me feel like, Ooh, if that's what I have to do to stay or maintain this, that I don't think I want that level of mm -hmm. success. I see. Um, because there, when you're giving up, when you're giving something, you give up something. Um, I don't know if that makes sense totally. without saying exactly what it is, but you give a piece of yourself to it. Like you got your Marilyn Rose stories, a tragic story. She was just, just got discovered and that she had the mayor, the American dream, but she was miserable. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be miserable in the pursuit of what I, what I want to create. And a lot of people are in the industry. Um, they put on a great face, but behind closed doors, it's like, there's demons you have to fight mm -hmm. there's to the, the decisions you've made way back when still affects you now or it's like you become like almost like a puppet mm -hmm. um and you're not really in control of your own voice or your own narrative so there's things that people might don't understand like why does why does this happen but i remember going to uh, this party um and i had to sign this non-disclosure and it was like, oh, like it was at that time I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun. But then I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't think I want this. Whatever this is, mm. I'm good on that. So I don't I don't want that part of it. Yeah. Just want to create and be happy. Right. <laughs> you know, that's it. Right. So I did I'd made a decision to go independent. Cause I I could have I could have went a little mainstream, but it were there were things that I wasn't really willing to do to have that. So I think for me now, I, I, I've, I've, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the decision. I don't, I don't de desire that whole glory or whatever you want to call it. Um, that, that level of fame. Cause it's, it's kind of scary. Mm -hmm. Depends on like what level you want. Totally. It's, but I'm, yeah, the end goal is just to be my own create, like create, I mean, I can still work and I meet a lot of celebrities and I work with celebrities, but when, when you, um, I can't explain it without making it seem crazy. Um, when you get around, uh, in order to be somewhere at that level, you have like, like there's things that you must do. Mm -hmm. To, to keep it. So do you feel like you've been, so it's it's kind of like everyone's dream, at least as a creative, to have your own agency and your own creative domain where you create your own thing. And I think it's becoming more popular for people to try to start, like say, start on YouTube and then just build up their own personal brand. Do you feel like that, I know that that's a huge inspiration for people to hear that you were just like, fuck it, I'm going to make the <laughs> kinds of films I want to make and I'm going to live out here and I'm going to ask people if they want to work with me and you just made it happen, cre started creating your own 
domain, your own creative empire. And mm -hmm. um, that's what I want people to, to realize that they can do is just say, fuck the game. I'm going to make my own game and just keep making right. moves. Just act and just act, take action against the grain if, if need be. And, um, and so you are able to do that and you continue to do that. How do you see that like changing for people? Do you see in the future, it's going to be easier for creatives to make it on their own without the machine of like Hollywood, the machine of blockbuster films? Like how, how can people think about trying to make it on their own and just how should people think about creating or their, their own creative empire in life? Yeah. Do I feel like it's, it's, I think it's, there's there's no there's no excuse to not like get to what you need to do like whatever it is that you want i feel like we're living in a time that is so it's a great time like as far as like um social media is huge you can people can see yourself you can connect with people that you probably would could never connect to without social media so it's it's really it is a, there's a positive side to social media um um, I mean, there. The, I think most of my jobs have definitely been through social media. Like a lot of them have been through like people would say, oh, I saw something of yours and I reached out to you on social. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Awesome. Which, which is great. So social media does bring people together. I think you can use it to your advantage. But again, you have to put in that work. You're going to put, sometimes work means like you're going to have to put it could be 10 years from now. It could be five or it could be, two. It, there's no, you, whatever you're putting in will come out eventually. Um, but it just, you have to have patience. And I think, yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's that, that you're, you can't give up. That's literally, that's, it. <laughs> that's the that's bottom it. line. Do you think that, that because of how it is, how social media is today versus how it was say 10 years ago, that mm -hmm. a lot of creators are going to quit before they get any traction? Cause you know, like if you had a YouTube channel 10 years ago, you could make videos and they would go viral. But like now very few videos go viral that people will make. They'll get way less organic engagement than they used to. So I feel like so many great creators are going to just quit because they're trying to get validation way too soon and way too early. Whereas back when we started, you knew you weren't going to get validation until you put in the work until you worked for a year and had, for me, it would be a music album or for you, it'd be like, you have like a, a series of shorts or something. Um, but now people will put out a video or they'll put out a song and it just, it doesn't go viral. And so they just, after a year or 18 months, even they're going to quit. And that's unfortunate because you shouldn't go off of the, what viewers is because the people that are meant to see it, will see it. Like literally that's all I can say. I mean, I remember, I think, um, and then again, the, the, the people that are getting viral videos have a team that are putting their stuff out. I mean, Kim Kardashian, you think, look at her, her followers. I mean, Beyonce, you see all these celebrities, they have a team that does the work for them. And then it's, it's, they've gotten to a level in their career to, to, to have, to maintain those, I mean, television down to all, all kind of things. I think, yeah, I think a lot of people want that validation really early. And it's like, that's the problem in social media. It's like, you don't, it's not about 
well, unfortunately, it's like, oh, the more viewers or followers you have, you're more then that means you're talented. But I mean, I know I know people who work in like who are working and living as a director or writer and they have like 300 followers and they actually work in the industry. Mm -hmm. Like they go and clock into Warner Brothers when everyone's like, I'm trying, they're trying to get in there. It doesn't, it's so it really doesn't matter about followers. It's just, it just really matters. Like, and I feel like it's social media does kind of tell you that lie of like, (laughs) it's like (laughs) the more followers and that means you, you, You've made it. Yes. What is that supposed to mean? Right. Like it doesn't mean anything. Totally. Yeah. And you'll that when you meet someone who has like a bunch of followers and they're just like totally normal and they're like some of them don't even really pay atten- that much attention to it. <laughs> um, or they're like, yeah, I don't get any money from that. They're just like, who cares? <laughs> and uh, yeah, everyone's trying to make money on it. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a really great point that I want people to take away. And and um, I, I definitely got wrapped up in that when I was younger and now when I make content, I think of it as like leaving something for someone at some point in the future, even if it's just one person, you know, and reminding myself that like, Hey, for a long time after I'm gone, family members are going to want to know what I thought and they're going to want to see my stuff. And, and people who, when I die, people I grew up with are going to be like, Hey, what was Anthony's music when he was this age and this age and this age or whatever I was thinking at the time working on the podcast or, you know, I wrote a book two, two, two years ago. And, uh, it's like, I knew that wasn't going to be the best book I ever wrote, but I had to write something when I was at this time. Right. I think another thing, another point on that is that creators are always like, I'm not good enough yet. I'm not good enough yet. And, it's like, man, you're going to miss out on all these little snapshots of your life where you could have created something to remember it. That's just kind of yeah. one way to look about creating. Um, yeah. I love that. What do, what do you what do you want from like what what is it the end goal for you? If I may ask. I've changed it so so many times and the one that's really stuck with me is just every day when I wake up I want to leave, I want to help one person, leave something that helps one person and um, to live each day like if it's going to be my last. So I wake Mm. up and I pray like, God, if this is the day I die, then thank you so much for the opportunity and I'm ready to live it like 100%. And so I go out and live life like if when I go to sleep tonight, that's it. And that's kind of been my guiding philosophy the last few years. And it helps me create stuff without putting pressure on myself like, about my identity. Like, is this truly me or is this the best I can do? It's like today I'm going to do the best I can do and I'm going to try to put something out. And if not, then it'll, something will be that much closer to getting published for someone to, to be helped. Um, sometimes it's about depression recovery. I want, I want to help people with depression because that was a thorn in my side for so many years. Mm -hmm. It's about connecting with God because when I was young, I dealt with like, who is God and what is God? And I realized that everyone in every religion struggles with this and that there's truths in every religion for people to get inspiration from. And so I try to put stuff out about God so that people can think of God in a different way that's not so biased. And mm. like really the music thing all kind of points to that too. Like I put out songs nice. to because I feel like as a man I should be able to sing whenever I want. So it's not, not? it's not a yeah. um it's, it's kind of like a, a thing of freedom. It's not a thing of like showing off. For me, it's kind of like expressing freedom and showing people that it's okay to express yourself freely. 
And so, yeah, I think like my life is kind of a statement of like self-expression and um, as a creative, just like self-expression and following your own path. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that. And I mean, congrats on everything that you're doing. I mean, music, that's that's absolutely incredible. Thank you. Absolutely incredible. Thank you. I mean, I just try to try to create stuff. I was so wrapped up in my identity for so many years that I wasn't actually really creating that much. I was just like making one thing and then holding on to it. Like, look, everyone, look, everyone. It's like, I (laughs) just want to create. I don't want to start thinking about what are what are people going to think about me or what are people going to think about it? I think the best artists just say, fuck it. I'm going to make as much as I can, (laughs) whatever I want. And when I'm dead, you can decide, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that's what being a creative is. It's like, I've had some really bad reviews from films that I've done over the years. I mean, I've had some harsh ones. I remember reading this one. I was like, I I was super proud of it. And there's (laughs) this production company. (laughs) They did a review of my film. It was on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, ouch. (laughs) But, but. It was good. It was good because I, I could take criticism. I think that's one thing you have to do is be able to, you, when you put art out there, everyone has the choice to c- critique it. I mean, it's out there, right? right? It's out there that's for everyone to watch. Yeah. So it's like, it comes with it. And it's like, all right, I'll take, because again, I mean, I want to be better. I want to get better, continue to grow. Um, and the only way I can do that is I, I, de- I don't mind someone like killing me and like stabbing me as long as I can get better from that and grow. Mm-hmm. That's that's good for me. <laughs> well, it's validating that someone would do that impersonal. Like they don't know you. They, they're not thinking like it's going to help or it's going to hurt your feelings or help your feelings. They're not even thinking about you. They're thinking about your film like it's a valid piece of of thing to critique. And so that's kind of validating in a way like they're saying this is a part of like society now. So I have to like contribute, like, I have to judge it. Yeah. <laughs> I've, 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 what's really validating when you get people write, like they'll write you and they'll be like, I've never, and I never knew, like, you just never know who's watching your stuff. Remember, like, I remember getting in, uh, in a book and I had no idea I was even in a book. And someone was like, Hey, did you see your like write up? I was like, no, send it. So it was a book about women in film. And I was mentioned in it. I was like, wow, that's nuts. I didn't even know. Like, I just had no idea. Like, no one's told. I never wrote me or contacted wow. me. So I was like, well, that means a lot. That That's really cool that someone thinks. And it was some. It was a film that I did when I, it was, gosh, like in 2017. They mentioned that one. I'm like, I hated that one, but. To someone else, they love it. Yes. Thank you. That's huge. (laughs) And that's a huge point that, you know, that people should should take, especially creators, that you don't know which one's the good one. You're biased (laughs) to your own thing. So the good one, you probably had it on the shelf and didn't want to put it out. And then you put it out and that was the good one. You'll never see it. Like everyone else is going to see it as the good one. But (laughs) when you're creating, you're like – you're not able to see your own work without bias because that's what you're creating. You're creating like your interpretation of reality. And for other people, they're going to see it totally different. So you got to put stuff out. You don't know what's going to be the thing that gets you in a book. Yeah, never know. If you never made that, (laughs) if you never put it out, then that wouldn't have happened. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's really wild. It's, It's all the little 
small, it's all the little small things that I've done over time that I, I find very interesting. It's like, I remember horror noir that actually put, I think that actually put me on the map more so mm. than any of my projects. Um, that one, and I've, and I've worked with a lot of celebrities, but that was the one that everyone still to this day recognizes me for. They're like, Oh my God, you're from horror noir. I'm like, Wow, that's crazy how this documentary turned into, I mean, they're showing this in schools now, which is great, wow. in colleges and as a college course, as a course, I've, I've read like people were like, oh man, this is um, uh, a part of, it's like a part of the culture. And I feel like, wow, I'm a part, like I didn't know I was even going to do something culturally mm. life-changing or I just was like, I got the call, hey, how do you feel about talking about black film and horror? particularly how black people are depicted in the horror genre from the first recorded director who was an African-American man, uh, Oscar Moscow, to where we are now with Jordan Peele winning a Oscar for Get Out. And I was like, yeah, That's count sick. me in. I'm, I'm totally down. And that was in 2018, they called me and then we shot, we shot it in 2019. And so I, I get to set and I had no idea what was going to happen. I'm just like talking and asking questions and, uh, I mean, it was it was amazing. Rachel True from The Craft. I mean, just everyone. Keith David from The Thing. Uh, the original actor, director who did um, The Night of the Living Dead. Are you kidding me? Like, it was, in, it was like, whoa, what is happening now? But those are the small little seeds that you sow and then someone sees it and like, hey. Hmm. So uh, Jordan Peele is in it. It was, it was absolutely amazing to just like a pinch me moment yeah. for sure. So. So where can people watch that? Oh, you can find that on Shutter. Uh, it's Shutter. it's okay. AMC. Is where Shutter is with? Uh, I think Shutter is with AMC or someone else. But sh it's on Shutter. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it. You can buy it. Blu-ray, DVD. You can just type in horror noir: the history of black horror, and all of it'll pop that's up. That's sweet. But that's so cool. It was a. Uh, it was really cool. So why, why do you think yeah. it is that 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 it picked up culturally? Is just because people are so interested in in the Peel movies, or I love Peel. Yeah, it could be very well the reason why it's so <laughs> interesting because he's done such an amazing job on on these these films he's putting out. I mean, anyone can watch it. I mean, it's not just for <laughs> black people to watch. It's it's just talking about how black people were depicted in horror because I remember the director was say amazing director, uh, Xavier Bergen. He said being black is a like a horror. And that is actually true. in some people's like mm -hmm. life, because you just, you're always, you, you, you wear it. You can't, you take it everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. When you go into a meeting or wherever you go, it's like people say, I don't see you. I don't see color, but it's, I see blue sky. I see the green grass. I see everything. Your first, you, I mean, it's just a part of life. It's not a bad thing, but your first initial reaction is, okay, what you look like and everything else is your judgments totally. happen after you talk to them. Totally. But it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you've, you've worked on, you worked on that. What's, what do you have like another project coming up next? That's in horror. What are you working on next? Oh, there's a lot. Um, there is so right now I'm writing. I just finished um, this series um, that I'm writing. Uh, it's called Community Standards. Uh, Elijah Howard, really amazing 
he's a comedian and it's comedy. So it's something I've never done before. I mean, I, I don't really do comedy. I don't, but what made me do it is um, I like the message that it has. It's, it's talking about society. And I'm sure a lot of people had these kind of thoughts at one point, you know, how it's like you can be in social media jail, Facebook jail for, for saying what you, you telling your truths or whatever. Um, but if basically, if you, if you're speaking your truth, you, how you can cancel, you can get canceled so easily. So I find that very interesting topic right now that I would like, I like talking about. That's cool. So, um, that's something that's down in, in the works. Um, then I did a, I signed it last year, but it's a, it's a, I can't really say too much, but it's, it's something to do with sci-fi thriller kind of horror. Okay. So I'm super excited about that. That's later on in the, uh, this year, hopefully. And you're directing? Uh, yeah. Directing nice. it. It's a, it's a seven, I think it's seven or six or seven episodes. Um, very excited about that. That's going to be great. Yeah. And I got that horror film that I did last year coming out um, called night games so i get like beat up pretty badly super excited about it nice. <laughs> the blood and it's it's so fun i love it um and just other i have my project that i wrote directed and, and writ, wrote last year uh green heights points coming out this year uh but yeah just creating stuff got a, a lot of few other things some really big things but i want to wait so i, I want to wait until they get more solid check mark yeah. that because that's going to be one i'm like ooh, i wish i could say nice. it right now with who well that's but... good that's good i just want to <laughs> hear that you've got things in the works that you've got plans that you're working on things um so that's really awesome what yeah, what would you, you say is like the number one thing you want <laughs> young people young people of color young women of color like as advice or inspiration for following your dreams your goals, your, the, your dream life. What's that thing you want them to know? Um, that your dreams are valid, that be happy and be, be embrace who you are. Embrace your melanin. It's, it's your superpower. It's, it's, it's not a bad thing. I know from in, in growing up, some people maybe have bullied uh, or said things about you pertaining to your skin or your history or your culture. But that doesn't matter because you are strong, you are powerful, you can do anything you want, you, you, you can do it. And once you love yourself, that's, that's all you need, self-love. Follow, follow that dream. You can do anything. Because um, I, I did it. I've, I've, I, I, I've had people say I wasn't their type, I wasn't good enough, or we don't want your your type in the film. You're 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 not what we're looking for. You're not. I've I've had it. I've had people say that, and I and I had to get to a point where I didn't take it as an offense. It, it could be they. I just didn't fit the role. Mm -hmm. I didn't fit the part, and it wasn't for a African American woman, and that's okay that is okay because i am beautiful i am strong i'm powerful i'm what i'm i'm you're created in god's image mm -hmm. and that is the perfect image amen so that's all i can say is just uh keep going and have a good time doing it mm -hmm.
Amen. Amen. Yeah, you don't have to not have a good time just because you're young or just because you're new or beginning. Have fun with all of it and make it your own style. Like put your own style on it from the beginning. That's my advice. Like you're not you're not going to ever be the best at someone else's thing. Put your own spin on it, man. Just get started. Get started. So, how can people best support you? How can they best follow you? Oh, I had one more question actually. Oh, That's yeah. really important. Go for it. So, you do a really great job with promoting yourself, your personal brand, um, Mio Shabin Films. Um, how do you get over that self-criticism to go all out and promote yourself? What are some obstacles that you've overcome in promoting and marketing yourself so proudly and so comfortably? Thank you. Um, I really don't care what people think. <laughs> I re- that's literally the mo- like, and so, and it's funny because my, my, my agent at the time, uh, he's, he passed away this other one la- last year, actually. Um, he was telling me, he's like, listen, people love your style. Put that out there. Put that through your brand. I'm like, you think so? It's like, isn't that kind of like self-absorbing? He's like, no. He's like, you know, you're like the f- farthest person from like self-absorbed person. He's like, why not? Like, he's like, models do it. They put themselves out all the time. You're just doing it in just a different way. That's promoting your company and your brand. That's that's all. And, and I was like, think about it. And then um, I I I would get a lot of people asking me like, like even just my regular clothes or what I'm wearing. They're just like, I love what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, thank you. I, it, it's just that, but that's just me. I love. I, I don't try to be like anyone else. I just I want to do. I want to feel comfortable how I feel. And if I feel comfortable, I'm sure someone else could feel comfortable. Um, so I, I, I just got, I got, um, got with a friend who he does, he's like into fashion world. And, um, and I was talking to him about like how I can go about it. And I, I did that. He sent me some, a few leads and where to go. And, um, I was super grateful for that. And then I, I ended up doing it just to promote my business. And then the people that started working creating my clothes and other things like that they were like we like what you're doing sign with us so it's a job as well um but i just really wanted just another avenue of promoting my work Mm -hmm. that that's it Uh, because when you are your brand right i i walk into mvb films is just miosha valencia bean films Mm -hmm. it's just my films that's it that's what it means. Um, and I feel like I, with, with, I've always liked fashion. I've always liked that stuff. I really want to get more into the fashion world, like really fashion world and maybe like do something like in, in that field. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's just another way of its expression. And, uh, I, I just put it out there and I feel like, I think the first time I put some, like I did like an ad or whatever, a fashion ad, video ad. People were like, oh my God, this is cool. I was like, thanks. So I was like, oh, thank God. No one thinks it's like (laughs) self-absorbing or like, oh, you're a narcissist or something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no. But my friend, (laughs) she's like, only you could wear your face on your shirt. I was like, no, anyone could. I just, I, for me, again, it's, I, I try to make it all about pushing the brand of, it's all in the same yeah, circle. Yeah. I'm not doing anything different outside of mm. it. Just 
it's all pointing to, back to my work. Yes, that makes all a lot of the of films sense. are just go watch the yeah, movies. That makes a lot That's of sense. It. <laughs> That's totally makes sense. I, I tried kind of doing a, a little spin on my God XP merch, making it more like yeah. like a, a fashion line, and it didn't go well. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. It's going to distract me, and you have to put a lot of emphasis into that if that's lot. what you're going to do. So I just pointed it back at the brand, and um, it's still you still can come out with a bunch of cool stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So now. You have lots of merch on the Instagram. You have lots for people to watch. What's the best place? Where is the best place for people to support you? How can we best support Mio Shabin Films moving forward? Uh, yeah, you you can follow me on Instagram, Mio Shabin Official. You can check out my work on Amazon. You can buy it. You can check out, just Google my name and check out some stuff. I have a, 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 a magazine that's coming out. Um, that I'm going to have four pages in it. So that's people get to get to know who I am, the making of Miosha. Sick. It's like, cause I think a lot of people kind of think like, <laughs> they're like, how long have you been doing this? I'm like, uh, I know I don't look, I look, I look like I'm 12, but it's been a, it's been a minute. It's been a minute years. So, but I like people to know who I am. So I always say, just go and research me, mm-hmm. check out me from the beginning. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> well, there you have it. Learn more about Miosha Bean on her podcast, Creator to Creators, which you can find on her Instagram, Miosha Bean Official, on podcast platforms everywhere, and find a Miosha Bean film or series tonight and put it on with some popcorn and enjoy. Um, Miosha, thank <laughs> you so much. I appreciate you coming on the show. It was a lot of fun, and uh, we'll have to do it again for sure in the future. Definitely. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone. Until next time.